welcome to Rapid Reviews Radio, episode 95. Like Windows 95, except not Windows and not 1995. Worst intro ever. Fight me. just getting lost every week. It really is. Continue. These two awful, terrible people... <laughs> That I care for immensely are I have uh, my co-host Kieran to whatever hand this is. What is this? Uh, which is the Left. wrong hand, by the way. Oh, <laughs> wrong video. Welcome Shamble. to the S show that this is podcast. Absolute shambles. Look. Episode Dude, 96, I think I should be taking over the hosting duties here. Oh, wait, no, that ended badly last time. I think you've done a good job, Pete. If I remember, if I remember that you've done a good job. No, I couldn't control you two. That's just, there was no way oh, that's, it that's probably my fault, though. No, so it was both it. your fault. It was Kylie can't you be ever met any? I was going to say, wild hearts can't be broken. Um, so... I'm usually right. quite tame. So yes. I do sincerely apologise, Pete, if I messed up the no, intro episode. No, it was fine. I was taking the mic anyway. So, C- C- Kylie, continue. You-, you may continue. Sunday show. Come on, stop it, please. Karen, that guy down there's Pete. Hi. Howdy. Say uh, hi, guy. I just, I just did. Um. So I like to start every week. With checking in because you should do that. Check in on your friends. Also, Don't only we check didn't... in if you really like them. Don't also, we didn't in. have a Friday to check in, so yay! Yay! <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so, Karen, how's your week been? All right. <laughs> Good. Not much happened, really. Give me anything to work with. Like, 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 nothing really happened. Starting uni. Yes. Not, not, not really tomorrow, but this week <laughs> starting tomorrow. Anyway, um, yeah. final year of uni as well, unless I decide to do a masters, which I'm debating. Mm. But yeah, so just doing some prep for that, reading and such. Um, yeah, just looking forward to that. That's really it. So that's really all my week's been. Fair. Keith, Mister Vacation Man, yes. or holiday, whatever you guys call it over here. Vacation Man. No, more, more like staycation, man. Still uh, went to the beach. Yes, I did. I, uh, yeah, I've been away for the last few days. Uh, went away with my partner for a few days down the southwest of the country. It was nice, good weather. Went on a boat trip, saw some dolphins. Kind of cool. Um, and just generally got to spend some time away relaxing. And then got ill. Wow, that's... <laughs> not fun typical and you start you, you you start to relax and your body decides to go no i'm gonna kick your ass right now i don't know what relaxing is but, but uh, kylie so, I'm, I, I feel like i must ask how was your week oh uh, yeah well i know you don't to. like talking about it that's why i say i feel like i should because it's the common decent thing to do well, the country is opening back up, so I have been making new five-year plans, which is boring to everyone else. But oh, that would be why you want the off, uh, off chat, off stream chat yeah. then. Excellent. I see. See, I never understand five-year plans. Right? I think they're just so silly because how can you predict how a five-year thing's going to go? You know. Well, that's I, essentially like, what I, it is. I, 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 just... I think. I think when someone asks, yeah. "Oh, how would you, would you see yourself in five years?" Just like, 
How the F am I supposed to know? Look at the past five years data and then combine it with your present data. And make try to make various predictions based on forecasting. I, I get Wait, if we're honest, I just decide what I want to do and then I go... I mean, I, mean, I suppose from a business standpoint, I'm talking more of a life standpoint, no, I guess. No, that's what I mean. In life, I just go, I want to do this thing and then I go do it. So... <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Deadbeat Punk of all people would know about that because he just put planned trajectories in the... Uh, exactly. Yeah, so... It's like, Be. I want to go break a world record. I go break a yeah. world record. I, I want to be in roller derby. I go be in roller derby. I want to do this. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Like, it's always something that you... Re I, I kind of do it subconsciously where I try to make plans in, in my mind to, to see where I'm going to land in those five years, but they never work out usually. Loose affiliation of plans. They're not mm. concrete. They're... Yeah, of course. Like, you can't... I mean, nothing would be able to predict the kind of 18 months that we had. Like, there was no exactly. way anyone could predict that. Except maybe um, uh, The Walking Dead. Oh, no. I'm not where I thought I was going to be. <laughs> uh, let's... Oh. Oh, dear. I... Um, oh. I want to get sponsored by Landscape because Landscape turned me down, according to Deadbeat Punk. Oh, those uh, those commercials, those ads on YouTube. Oh. Sometimes the bushes too. Yeah, I don't see. I just look. I know it's not Friday, but what? Yeah, let's go. Don't do right, that. Well, we get what well, we got on with us for the sake of our audio listeners. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this oh, episode. Yes, we have a great... I was going to say this episode is not sponsored by Landscape or Manscaped <laughs> or Raid Shadow Legends, for that matter. Yes, Sadly. exactly. Um, but uh, yeah, live chat. So Brent has put COVID is making the round to my little town. Lots of neighbours have it. That's very unfortunate. I have, uh, there's been a few increases in cases, and uh, Deadbeat Punk uh, likes stalks of rhubarb. I don't Kira. know what that yeah. means. I have no idea. I don't know. But it, you, it's fine if you don't get it. It's perfectly fine. Yep, fine. We're going to skip over that comment. We're going <laughs> to... I'm still doing the introduction. Yep. Okay, so... Yep. Let's go. Right, let's go. Um, so, yes, we have a great show in store for you because we always do. Um, we have decided to go with a news week, which because... is good. Yeah. That's weekend games. Because there's Oops. been no, I am not. I'm not doing that because uh, you know, Skill Up's uh, weekly roundup is called This Week in Video Games. Oh, is it? It's a bit too close to that. So no way. Right now, right now. So um, yeah, we're just covering news. Just covering news. There's been a lot well, this week, isn't there? Pete, would you like to kick us off with this week's news stories? Short answer: No, because I would Kieran to tackle one thing first. Oh, well, Kieran was about to say something. What would that be? Because I was going to say we were going to open up with the big one first. Well, that's exactly gonna... why. I want you to talk about the THQ Nordic 10th Anniversary Showcase. That was oh, right. I, that's not what I was talking about, but I okay. Don't I don't no, care. I want to know what. I mean, I, th I mean, the one big thing this week that everyone in their gran is talking about. <laughs> you mean Deathloop? Yes, I thought that's what oh, we were I talking about. We were that is fine. No, 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 no. We'll, we'll we'll cover that later because it will come. It will. There is a new story about Deathloop, so we can cover it. Yeah. I mean, I was just supposed to talk about the reviews and stuff in general. Uh, but anyway, I, I, we're we're getting look. 
the document I have in front of me has an order of events. I've kind of messed with the order of I was events gonna, already I was say, you've already skipped one. I, yes, but that's because you approached us with this particular one yeah. about a certain trailer that was in this showcase that you went, oh, cool. guys, you have to see this. This is like crack. That's <laughs> something along no, those lines. See, I was kind of quite funny. You know, when people say it's like crack, because do we really know what crack's like? <laughs> I have no idea, personally. <laughs> I don't. But anyway. I mean, you're, uh, you're yeah. from Glasgow. Is it actually, like fudge? I'm not like from fudge. Glasgow. Too. I'm sorry, you're from Scotland. You know, there is a bit of an epidemic of heroin up there at one point in their life, so. Oh my gosh! Look at, look at this, Agnes. It's deadbeat. Like, look at, look at the Englishman is once again doing to, to me. What? Well, You'd I, understand. I, look, I live in. Look. Let me finish. I live in London, now basically the stabbing capital of all of Europe. Yeah, okay. I can criticise my own area. Let's go. I'm trying to redeem myself. But anyway, anyway. Um, yes. Uh, yes, so, yes, so this... Yes, Debbie, yes. So this week was the THQ Nordic 10th Anniversary Showcase. Which, I think, when this was announced, like, I think it was announced, what, a little while back? If I remember right. Um, I'm surprised they even planned it i'm surprised they were going to have one you know it's, it's not something i can expect from them and obviously you think when a showcase comes up there's going to be quite a few announcements and there was and often it's not like it wasn't necessarily a big show i don't think but like it had some announcements for example we had things like um outcast 2 uh jagged alliance 3 which i think for some people might be a popular one could be a big one for some. Uh, one, one that caught my eye personally, Expeditions Rome, which is essentially a kind of uh, traditional kind of RPG turn-based combat thing set okay. in the Roman Empire in the time of Julius Caesar. Yeah, I can imagine. But, I can't imagine why that appealed to you too much. Oh. Yeah, so so apparently you play as like this Roman no who has been outcast or something, or basically uh, okay. something like something. Yeah, basically it's Roman. Who basically, basically builds up prominence again? I think so. so I, I can't remember the exact narrative of the explain They explain that you're some no Roman no try to work your way up. Yeah, it's like uh, there is some narrative element because there's an RPG and you, there's choices you make and the choices you yeah. you make affect the world and that's reflected. You know, you know the whole spiel. But it does it does look interesting. Plus, I, I'm a big fan of turn-based combat, yeah. turn-based strategy as well. Like, I just uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of it. So that caught my eye. But there was two big ones in particular that I think we're going to. Hold, yeah. hold five, just for one second, Kieran, because we did have a comment about one of them from Sonic Master. I believe we should acknowledge quickly before they have to go. Says so, so I am busy, so I'm quickly going to leave this here. I am excited about uh, the cosmic shake, but I am worried. After rehydrated, which was disappointing to me as a fan of the original, I am afraid this game would be the same. Only a year after rehydrated came out, and it is already coming soon. Yeah, I am scared. Yeah. So, for reference, this is one of the two games we're probably going to take a, little, a wee bit more time to discuss. Um, that being the announcement of SpongeBob SquarePants, The Cosmic Shake, and Destroy All Humans 2 Reprobed, which is a remake built from the ground up um, of much. Destroy All Humans 2. Yeah, which mm -hmm. is very much what they did with the original Destroy, well, with Destroy yeah. All Humans a couple of years ago. Yeah. So, do you two want to talk about one of these first? 
Has she just thoughts anyway? Can I say that I never played Destroy All Humans when it came out, and I don't really know if I'll play this one? But so, I mean, so I the, the, the the trailer looks good. It's just never really looked like my cup of tea, to be honest. So like, right, I played the I played the demo for the remaster remake of Destroy All Humans brought out a couple of years back because mm-hmm. when I was younger I played Destroy All Humans. What was the name of it? It wasn't one or two. It was. I actually had like a kind of title. Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember the name of it. If anyone in chat remembers, do enlighten me. That's really annoying. But yeah, I remember playing a Destroy Human game when I was younger, and it was really good, really fun. Um, the kind of the kind of humour and the tone of it all, I just I was just found exceptional. Yeah. And going back and playing the kind of demo for the uh, the remake, it all felt a little rudimentary. But that's because it's remade as a remake of a game that came out years ago. Yeah. Do, you, uh, do you mean Destroy All Humans Big Willy Unleashed? That seems like a fan fiction. If that's a real I'm thing, not that's even kid, I'm not even kidding. It's, what, what, is there any other ones? Any yeah, other ones? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Path so, of the Furon. That's it. Path of the Furon. That's it. That's I, I like remember. the other one. Big Willy style. Big, big Willy Unleashed, you mean? Yeah, really style. That's, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, honestly, like, if there's one thing THQ Nordic have done well with this Destroy Humans thing for the first remake and this one, the chairs are exceptional. Like, absolutely. The, the, they're, they're so cool and they really make they really get my attention. As much as like I don't know if I'm going to get the game, it makes me actually consider it just yeah. from the trailer alone. It's really good and they've captured the whole atmosphere right, got the tone right. Uh, yeah. It's mm-hmm. so if you've not seen that trailer, do go check it out. It is it's is quite funny. It's quite enjoyable. Yeah. Plus this one, this is the one where you can go to different locations as well, isn't it? Um, like in terms of around the globe, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yes. one. Um, yes. But again, I will never, I'll never really played Path of the Furon. I think that was in Vegas. If I'm right, that was a set in Vegas. That, that one. I wouldn't Actually, know. I close the web page now to check that out. Yeah, sorry. But yeah, this one looks really good. Uh, I think they showed a little bit of gameplay, which was a little bit jittery. But obviously, it's probably a whatever. It's a free. Yeah, thing, I mean, it? it's to be product, obviously. But um, it's kind of to be expected. But but I'll, I still, you know, it's really. I still think one one thing really caught my eye for the trailer, gameplay one anyway. Um, is you see you see a bit of the gameplay. You're flying your spaceship and you're shooting this building. And you just see it completely collapse, like almost freeform. Not as if there's animation for collapsing, it's as if it's almost like the physics of it. It's like physics-based destruction. Mm. I, I I just didn't expect that from this. I, I thought it was really cool, and I can't remember if that was even a thing back in the original ones. And if it was, then that's actually quite impressive. To I me. highly doubt that. They probably they... so. I don't remember it being in the no the remake. I, I would in imagine language. like um in the original PS2 and Xbox game or and GameCube. I think it came out on GameCube, I want to say. It probably didn't have that, so if that's a new feature, then cool, I guess. But I, I haven't watched the trailer, so I wouldn't know what I'm looking at, really. So I'll I'll probably check it out after this. Sorry? Have you heard I recommend you do? I was teasing. Okay, alright, yeah, your uh, microphone slightly cut out, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Kaylee, what about you? Any thoughts on this one? I love it. Um, it opens up exactly uh, the same way Rammstein's America video opens. And I love that anyway. I love that song. And um, it looks funny. Heck, just my favorite thing. 
Oh, yeah. And um, the song really has a deeper meaning if you look into it. And being that all alien attacks happen in America and America only, you know? Anyway. Um, it looks like it's going to be a fun one, uh, and I am happy to try it. Mm. It comes out. Okay. That's what uh, I got to say about that. Yeah. So, Kieran, go on. I know you want to, so let's talk SpongeBob, Cosmic Shake. No, I was saying, in terms of the game, I'm not, like, overly enthused right now about the game. It's just the trailer is exceptional. The trailer is... It's amazing. Frankly. Great trailer, yeah. So, for reference, if you've not seen SpongeBob SquarePants, the Cosmic Shake trailer, they have they have recreated the um, they essentially recreated the the bit from the episode where SpongeBob and the gang are performing at the Super Bowl, um, in Squidward's kind of orchestra, Wait. and they end up singing uh, "Sweet Victory." I can't no, I can't remember the band that originally sang the song. Uh, White Snake or something. <laughs> it's like... Is it? I don't remember, but it's like one of those kind. <laughs> I thought it was misinformation. Pig is actual one. I'm, I'm on it. But yeah, and and if you if you if you if you've seen SpongeBob and you're an avid fan of SpongeBob, then you'll know exactly what episode I'm talking about in the song, where oh, it sits masterful in their their red kind of uniforms and their hats. Oh, and 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 it's perfection. But obviously through the trailer, they can. Tap in like what the game's gonna do. So it looks as if there's gonna be some kind of like time jumping thing because it goes through different types of SpongeBob's. So uh, Caveman SpongeBob, uh, a bunch of other SpongeBob's. Yes. Which I think I think they've said is a big part of this. You'll be able to play as multiple different kind of SpongeBob's. I don't know if they, see. I wonder if that's. I don't know, right? I'm trying to find information right now, and if the costumes and stuff. Are gonna do anything? See, same way like Mario, or if you if you get a certain yeah. power up or something, you get a costume, you get a little ability with it. You know what I mean? Right, right. Oh, that would make sense yeah. though. It was David and was... Isley, by the way. Who are they though? They're like part of something. No, he's a guy. Oh. Just wrote it with another guy called Bob uh, Kulik. Then maybe one of the metal, hair metal bands covered it on like Probably YouTube. Probably did, yeah. Uh, yes, uh, hello, Insane Awesome. Uh, welcome to our chat. Yeah. And yes, that is funny. Please read it out, because I'm sure okay. the audio listeners would want to hear the joke. Well, okay, it's not game-related, but I'll read it okay. out anyway. I have a joke for you guys. What do you call chicken strips in the club? Well, I already chicken... know, because it's in the chat. I don't. Not read it. Go on. Chicken strippers. <laughs> Okay. Um, uh, I worry about the state of Deadbeat's joke. Deadbeat Punk's joke's going to be, but please yes, go ahead, be. sir. Please go I ahead. I told you today was going to so, be great. Uh, let's continue talking about SpongeBob whilst uh, we wait for that joke to come in. So continue, Kieran. Yeah, so I'm just going to try to find stuff. I mean, Pete, if you quickly uh, want to give your thoughts on this, because I know you said you wanted to say something about this. Yeah, all pre-rendered, no gameplay makes me worried about what the state of the game is at, the, at this present moment, but obviously as an announcement trailer, this is kind of the state of things that we get nowadays with pre-rendered, mm -hmm. so I'm not going to be overly excited about it at the moment, because I've never really been a big fan of SpongeBob games, if I'm honest, um, so I'll wait and see really what the gameplay looks of this 
of this looks like before I make any more judgments. But that trailer is is epic, admittedly. Yeah, the trailer is like outstanding. That is like, yeah, you know, it's it's, it's applause worthy. Um, yeah. So for reference, apparently in the game you will be traveling to seven distinct wish worlds, uh, such as the Wild West Jellyfish Fields mm-hmm. and Halloween Rock Bottom. Oh, that would be why they've got jellyfish fields as a stage in All Stars Brawl then, because it's yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, but but this does look brilliant, and again, I think I vaguely remember playing uh, SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom, like the original one back in PlayStation Two, um, and that was that was enjoyable back then. I've not played the remaster, so if it's anything like a remaster, then I can't speak for it at this point time. But honestly. It looks like a hoot. F F F F. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, I I see. Honestly, they, I think a SpongeBob game should work exceptionally well when you think about it. You think about how hilarious and just well written SpongeBob is, like back in the day. Like just bring that rating over. Yeah. And you've got something incredibly entertaining. Of course. Um. Obviously, gameplay is another thing that you consider with it being a game, but hopefully. That should be fine. Mm-hmm. I hope so. I, the SpongeBob fans do deserve a good game, you know. I mean, if they just, if they just cram it full of a bunch of SpongeBob memes, then that's enough for me. <gasps> oh yeah, absolutely. Like if they make this the most meme-worthy game of all time, and if you and actually get, if you actually get to play that <laughs> that moment of playing Sweet Victory as a rhythm oh. game, that would be so epic. Also, oh, uh. I know, I was coming back to the, the joke. Wait, so it's, I, I'm, just, I'm just checking this out as well. Like, so, according to this, uh, so, travel distinct wish worlds, blah, blah, blah. Experience all the buddy movie banter with SpongeBob's permanent companion, Balloon Patrick, which you see in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, meet all your favourite bikini bottomites from the series, voiced by their original actors, and enjoy the in-game soundtrack featuring 101 songs from the series. Jesus. Including Sweet Victory. There. That's what I mean. That Hopefully, you get to actually play it though. That sounds amazing. Like, oh yeah, don't understand. Yeah, but that's what I mean. If they had like a Guitar Hero or like rhythm game sort of moment where you got to play that, that would be cool as hell. F is for friends who do exactly. Stuff yeah. <laughs> U is for you and me. Uh, Pete, do you want to read Sonic Master's comment? Yeah. Uh, in is I already did. anything. When did you read it? You read it ages before we talked. It was the lead up to basically saying we were talking about SpongeBob. Anyway, get back on topic. Kaylee, what do you think? Yeah, Yeah, what do you think? Let know your thoughts. And Deadbeat, please put the answer to the joke in in the chat because I'm dying to know now. I'll say Um, it once we get that. Well, being that I love SpongeBob, um, and this sounds like. It's really catering to the fans of Spongebob, not just like a kiddie game. Oh my god. I'm sorry, I audio. I don't know if I can read that. Wait, so anyway, continue, continue, Kayla. With the I don't know if I can read that. I'm sorry, Jesus. Oh, you can't. Um, <laughs> I'll be able to read Deadbeats. Yeah, any Kayla, your thoughts air. again. Continue. Thank you. <laughs> Very much. Uh, oh my god. Um, Let me get my brain back on track. So, yes, it looks amazing. Um, Now that I know about the soundtrack, that's even doubly amazing. Mm. Um, And 
uh, SpongeBob games are kind of hit or miss. Um, my absolute favorite one being like I think the one they released on the Nickelodeon site, which is where you build a crabby, crabby patty. Oh uh, goodness! Yeah, I remember there was a lot of browser games back in the day. Yeah, there were yeah. far too you many. Had to, you had to like keep up with the orders and stuff. Um, and, like, one of them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I used to love. Them. No, I can't steal a game anyway. What you basically, you, you mean like Dino Dash, basically. Time management type games, whatever. That's what I used to be really, really into. Mm. Um, and uh, that is like so fun. Anyway, so this, I'm looking forward to this. I swear, I, I swear, I remember one, right? I remember playing one as well. It was like, um, what? Where'd you go? Didn't you? I'm just stretching. <laughs> what? Cut out. What? I cut. Yeah. Or my whole audio dropped, which is probably more than likely what happened. Well, that uh, makes me want, want to go and check the stream just to be sure it's still on. No, I stream's fine because I was on stream. Yeah, I, know, I mean, I it's. Checking the, the volume, actually. Thank you. Okay. I'm too paranoid Very... about it now because we've lost too much. Oh. Yes. Anyway. Um, Pete, so did you say what you thought yes, about? Yes, I did. Guys, I am so sorry. I don't want to apologize. It's fine. To... Let's move on yeah. to the next news story then because I'm there's nothing else to cover there. Coffee. No, that's fine. So, um, uh, Kylie, do you want to introduce this story about the Xbox controller firmware update? Uh, sure. Let me pull up my paper. I, I love putting people uh, on the spot like that. It's great. You put me on the spot. I, I do my best under pressure. Um, okay. Let's see. Uh, yes, so coming to us from the Microsoft headquarters, new firmware update rolling out for those on Xbox Insider's uh, program, allowing quick switching between two devices. Um, this video is kind of floating around uh, Twitter. Mm -hmm. um, I think it was Tom Warren who put it out, wasn't it? Well, it's weird to me because... No, I just have an Xbox S and let me see. This is my. It did do an update, but like my Xbox is there, and then I have it also hooked up to my PC, which is here. Yeah. But are and you... it switches between all the time, and then I get mad. Yeah, but uh, are you on the Xbox Insiders program then? Yes. Oh, okay. That would be why you have that feature enabled. Yeah, I'm not a fan of it. But that's because they're like literally right here. Yeah, but like the, I can understand why you would you would have this because I've kind of experienced this with being out on the road, like I um, being on holiday this time. I decided not to take my Switch with me and actually took my Xbox controller so that I could play on the cloud. So the minute I got back, obviously I had to connect my wireless controller back to my Xbox, which happens to be a bit more aggravating than I thought. So actually having the quick switch between a phone and an Xbox would be better than having it between PC and and uh, Xbox if you're in the same house. I think it's more beneficial yeah. for people who would actually utilize the streaming outside of the house. Yeah, I think I think what it does, right? Because on the surface level, it's not something I look at and think it's a really big thing. You know, like, because again, I don't know many people that own two Xboxes, for example. Why do you need to want to switch between the Xboxes? No, no, no. That's, unfortunately, like, I have to go into the details of this. That's not how it works. You can't have two yeah. Xboxes uh, pre-programmed yeah. on it. That, you, can yeah, that, that, have, you can have a primary device, which is an Xbox or a PC, and then a yeah. secondary device, which is like a phone, a tablet, or or an ex yeah. or a console, if you've got yours paired to a PC. Yeah, that's, a, that's what I was about to say. 
Like, um, but then you need you need more into it, and then you find out that is for predominantly no switching between devices. Yeah, not not different uh, things, which I think is actually pretty big when you think about it, especially right because obviously Microsoft are now trying to push Xbox as a um, ecosystem. You know, as much as it's a platform, it's also an ecosystem now. You know, with your cloud gaming and stuff like that. Game Pass, you know, all that jazz. So, I, as you're saying, Pete, you know, you, for reference, took your um, control with you when you're on vacation. Yeah. In case you, you, in case you had time to just go on your phone and try out some cloud gaming and play. And uh, having this feature, I think, makes that far more accessible. Because because having it, like, I remember trying out cloud gaming when it first uh, came out, and it was kind of annoying having to, like, set up the Bluetooth my controller to my phone and it, stuff. Yeah, it was a real pain in uh, setting that so, up. So, so being able to just do that quick switch, as I call it, just makes it that less of a hassle to just jump on your phone whenever you want. And yeah, games. I th- I think it's a really good move that, that again on a surface level doesn't seem like much, but in the grand scheme of things, I think I think is really yeah quite impressive actually. When I when I, I saw the, yeah when I saw this I was like that's a cool feature and I was just like I'm gonna move on with my day now. It was just like, yeah, that's pretty cool. But I was thinking about it more, and I was like, this is actually a bit more revolutionary, I thought. Because how many controllers out there actually have pre-programmed systems available, like, stored in the memory banks of the controller? It's, I don't that's know, pretty impressive, you know? Like, exactly. Like, barring a wired controller that you can easily take out and plug into another system, we haven't really seen this on a wireless controller before. You have to sort of go into various menus just to be able to connect a new controller up. Whereas, in this sense, you can just have two pre-programmed things that you can quickly switch between by pressing the sync button twice. And it's, I think it's cool. I think it's a really good feature, actually. Wonder, um, having just read Brent's comment, I was, get, I was, was going to get to that, but yeah, go on. Uh, Brent's comment is: I don't know about you guys, but I have enough controllers to pair one to each device. I'm coming at this a completely different angle. Um, I wonder if this is ugh, Xbox is, you know, like they're really into um, gamer uh, oriented, you know, everything is, is you know, like, like the Game Pass and all that kind of stuff. So I wonder if this is for like people who to only have one controller and can only afford one controller and now they can switch back. And it's just one of those like extra little perks. You know? Yeah, I only have one controller. I can only afford one controller at yeah. the moment, you know? Yeah, that, that's the thing. Like I, like, I said this a while back. Like, I remember from my own blog, like, ages and ages ago when they first, like, announced the Series S and X. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of gave, I wrote a little article, just my thoughts on both. Mm-hmm. And I said the S and especially the all-access um, model for getting the consoles, you know, as much as Pete, I know you have had switches with it. But in the grand scheme, on the on, in terms of the principle of it, of being more affordable, and still be able to access next gen, plus you get Game Pass along with that. You know, I feel it, a lot of what Xbox has been doing recently has been very, not just consumer friendly, but consumer friendly, like 
example. beyond class as well when you think about yeah, it cause that's, yeah. that's what i mean I, yeah. one, one thing i really hate to think about is like some kid out there who's who's all his friends have got a console and all playing games together and like he he struggles to afford them because you know game systems and games themselves are expensive but you think about how much you spend a month on game pass and the games you get with that and you again think about something like all access or even just think about how cheap the s is for like a next gen console you know it's 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 a really i i, I just think xbox is doing an exception in that department of just mm. making games accessible sure in terms of price okay anyway right I'll ask a question of both of you then in this sense. Um, do you think... Hold on. Kylie, are you still there? Yep. Sorry, guys. Gosh, darn it. Yep, that's the stream just went down for yeah, me. I'm literally just going to... Um, I'm just going to type in the chat stay, stick around. I had a crash. Yep. Uh, don't worry, I've got the backup audio, so... Oh, have you actually been... Yeah. Thank God, Pete. <laughs> Thank God for you, son. Look, we didn't, we, do, we, didn't, we didn't do this. Oh. We didn't say it before on our, on our planning, but I made sure. That's why I checked it quickly, so that we had at least a backup there. So Obviously, obviously... obviously um... I'll have to cut out all the guffing in between of this, so... Yeah. Pete, I keep yeah, forgetting that you're Tendo. I keep forgetting that you're Tendo in the chat. I keep like, I'm like, I keep everything I see, I'm like, who's Tendo again? I know, it's, <laughs> it's me, yeah. Pete's hacked the show again. <laughs> I, 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 I know, I just saw that. Uh, like, whilst we're off, you see off stream. What the fuck? Oh, man. Let's see, what, see the sort of shit that I get from him. One, we're yeah, on. I know. Yeah. Reload your streams. Please reload, yeah. I'll type in reload. Doing it, I'm doing it. Oh, okay. Did you not see that I had already, like, like no, waved at Nana and said hello because I was like, acknowledging him? That's why Kieran was like, I don't, like, I always forget that you're tender. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very sorry, chat. That was very annoying. Yeah. So, Pete, you were going to, um, yeah, oh, we're back. Yeah, there we go. Mm. Yep. We are back indeed. Apologies for that little permission, but, Pete, um, you were going to ask us something. Yes. Um, so I'm going to ask you what you what you think of this. This I wouldn't say it's an outlandish thought or a prediction because there has been rumours, obviously, that Microsoft have been potentially looking into stream sticks, streaming sticks. Sort of oh thing. yeah. So like, could this be a feature that, that that might be for future proofing to implement on that sort of thing? What's this? I mean, I mean, I mean, what, like silly. an Amazon, what, like an Amazon Fire Stick or something like that, where you can play oh. Xbox Game Pass through it, like oh, so you can plug oh, it right, into right, USB right. on your TV or something. I, 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 I think it's kind of silly to say this isn't like them prepping for something like that because I'm pretty sure that this is a thing like a while back as well, wasn't it? Like there was mm. there was talk that Microsoft yeah. would be implementing it in certain Samsung TVs, was it? Yeah, but that's why I said it wasn't a bold prediction. It was just like, yeah. do you Not, think it's possible yeah. that this could be gearing up for that? Yeah. Because as, as as I said as well, like they're trying to make Xbox an ecosystem. Yeah. Like, like, and, and again, I think a big part of drawing people, more people into gaming, is that streaming mm. aspect, cloud gaming thing, because that just makes more people available to people who maybe don't play games often, 
Um, it's been, you know, not enough anyway to shell out like 500 quid for a next-gen console, anyway. Yeah. And they can just get a Game Pass, you know, streaming stick, an Xbox subscription, I imagine they'll probably need, which probably Game Pass with gold. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, Ultimate does that. Um, yeah. And yeah, so so honestly, yeah, this is, this is probably them prepping. I think but as I said, even, even at this point right now, like, and I, I, I don't know the exact figures, if there's any about how many people use cloud gaming on a regular basis with mm. Xbox, um, but you know, the, the, uh, it's clear Xbox is trying to cater to every aspect mm-hmm. of the Xbox branch they're building upon. Uh, all, the, the, all the, the pillars that they're setting up basically is their ecosystem. So you've got it, the, the, the console, the, 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 the PC, the mobile, and possibly like smart TVs. Yeah. The, the, the world tree of Xbox, they are trying to, to keep it watered and growing. Yes. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Uh, Nana put, no, because Amazon tried it with their mobile market and it blew up in their faces. I think this is kind of different where it's not going to be dedicated on this streaming platform. It's, it's plus, just plus, another area that Microsoft are potentially looking plus, into. Plus, we're, 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 Microsoft is focused on games. Amazon isn't, and I think that's also shown in Amazon's recent gaming ventures. Then again, though, as I said in the previous session, their new MMO, New World, is getting a bit of buzz. Yeah. yeah. So. I mean, yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think they're very different to be able to, like, directly compare like that and in that sense. So, yeah, we'll have to wait and see because it's not even concrete. It's just a, a something that they was banded around like a, a while back that they might obviously be looking into a lot more. And this, this controller like update could be a, a way to look at that and go, yeah, because most TVs now have Bluetooth in them, especially smart TVs. So it's not too hard to implement really especially since all the controllers have bluetooth in them now yeah so we'll see but anyway you guys uh, you guys have had a story each so i'm going to cover this one and this comes uh, from the gamer because you know i cite my sources i'll put these all in the link by the way in in the description uh so there have been some rumors swirling around about nintendo switch online adding both the game boy and game boy color games to the service but fresh rumors are now coming out that n64 games could be coming to that service as well however it could mean a uh, increase in price from the 17.99 per per year to god knows what so uh, firstly, I'll ask you both about this because I, you do not strike me as people who want to play Nintendo Switch at all. But how interested would you be if they were to add in 64 games as well as Game Boy and Game Boy Color you know, to the service? You know, Pete, I take offence to that because it's not that I don't want to play a Switch. I just don't see myself getting a Switch ever, really, unless I have excess cash. Same uh, thing, really. You wouldn't want to spend the money on games. It's, it's, it's more for me, right? Like, my experiences with Nintendo has ever been predominantly Nintendo Wii. Um, I, my, my sister did own a DS, mm. um, a 3DS as well. Sure. But, you know, I never really used that, obviously, because that was hers. Um, other than that, I've, I've, just, I've just never really played much Nintendo games and I really grew up with them again mm. played Wii that was about it yeah um, and as much as like, I'd love a Switch to play things like Pokemon um, Monster Hunter uh, stuff like that and the grand scheme of things I'm just not really I big mean, on Nintendo stuff really 
uh, let's be honest here, you don't need a Switch for Monster Hunter Rise because it is coming to PC. Um, yeah, we've got a PC so as well. You'd be right with, without that game, but there are yeah, some yeah. there are some games probably on, on Nintendo platforms that you would be interested in at least. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm saying there definitely is, it's just, yeah. But, uh, but if I was to have a Switch anyway, Pete, N64 games, I mean, Pete, you know what age I am, I, I, I don't know what half of them are. I know, like, but I have to. I have to imagine because you are very much interested in gaming culture that you would one day look back on those games, and you do know N sixty four games as well because of Rare Replay. So, but what what, what right? What ones from your replay were uh, Banjo Kazooie and Banjo Tooie, uh, Perfect Dark. They are all N sixty four games. Yeah, I know of those games. I can't say I've ever played those games, though. No, you, the... have, you, you have the ability to play them, though. I do have the ability to play them, that is true. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to Rare Replay, I mean, I really just play Rare Replay for uh, Viva Pinata, which deserves a remake, by the way. They're totally uh, clear, like, <coughs> Pinata and Lost in Paradise are great. Oh, Lost, in, Lost in Paradise is oh, epic. It's brilliant. Yeah. There's something there's something to do in stream. But, uh, uh, yeah, Kylie, um, you, you own a Switch. Um um, will this make? Will, will this mean that you finally unbox the damn thing and actually uh, set it up and play it? It is unboxed, and it's been turned on once because I, I had to make. No, it I, no, no, proof required on that one. I need the proof, and I'm not saying now. I just mean at some point in the future. I, like, I, I believe it's over there. But anyway, um, what was I saying? Oh, I don't need a switch to play these games. Because it goes to switch. What? Because you got an N64 and a Switch. And... I do have that. This is true. Now, this is true. But I was also going to say, because, you know, alternate methods exist. You mean sailing the high seas or emulation? <laughs> you mean drinking rum and searching for booty in the online domain? I do search for booty, that's true. Mm. Yes. So, so basically, what you're saying is, is there's no reason for you to even bother with this service because there's no point. No, no and I, and to be fair, I'm not the person they're marketing to. They're marketing to definitely. I would say, you know, I'd say watch your words here because I don't know how Pete's going to respond. <laughs> I think it might. I think it might actually surprise you how I feel about one this particular console. Oh, or one of them anyway, because there's three that are being talked about here, obviously. I think that they are definitely marketing towards uh, millennials and Generation Xers. Mm. Who most are not going to sell the 7s. Um, I don't think they are. Yeah, and, you know, they're like already playing Switch for whatever reason. Uh, and so this is just an added thing. Sure. Um, that's why I think their market is is. Okay, I will read the chat on this before I uh, extrapolate my thoughts on this. So All Deadbeat right. Punk has put bring back the virtual console here here, one hundred percent. So long as they have an actual system where you could transfer games across systems, because that was always the dumbest thing about the virtual console. Um, Brent put if N sixty four games come to it, I would buy a Switch. See? See, there you go, you know. Um, Deadbeat Punk then put, I want Mystical Ninja in my hands. Mystical Ninja was a cool game, so yeah. rightly so. Uh, to be honest, I would buy an N64 Mini 2, which was Brent, so uh, I'm sure. Um, Deadbeat Punk put, user is the best way to play Switch games. 
and I'm not going to argue with that, actually. Uh, the Yuzu emulator is actually very good, surprisingly. But yes, so my thoughts on this is Game Boy and Game Boy Color games, there are some excellent, excellent games on those systems. Right, they are absolutely outstanding for what they have managed to achieve with a very small color palette and am I boring you, Kieran? Um, <laughs> I'm joking, mate, don't worry. Um, yeah, they had ex like considering a limited color palette and limited memory on them, you managed to have some excellent experiences like Mario, uh, Mario Land 2, Six Golden Coins. Um, Tetris is obviously, you know, Tetris. Um, I, I mean... We got some very good Link um, Legend of Zelda games, including Link's Awakening. Yes. Uh, I'm getting there. Okay. That's the first okay. one I ever played, and I loved it. Yeah, and we also had some unusual games like Metal Gear Solid Ghost Babel, which was kind of <laughs> cool. So, you know, the Game Boy and the Game Boy Color were considered to be like decent little systems to develop for, and games didn't take that long to develop for them, which was kind of cool. But you, believe it or not, I did actually want a Game Boy. In my youth, very good. Um, uh, I, I I did have a couple of games for it because remember it was like the, the mad cartridges things like you mm. did to, yeah yeah. But the the I'll quite, I can only remember one game. I know I played more than that, but I remember only I, I remember one game I played more, Ooh. and it was this thing. I can't remember the name of it. This thing I can't remember the name. It was that young like it's a Millennium Falcon game, right? So you just you're just piloting the Millennium Falcon like shooting down Tie Fighters and stuff, and it was kind of it was it was like pretty tough. Yeah, yeah. Games, on the, uh, games on the Game Boy were ridiculously tough because they were short. They were very yeah. much like, you know, how arcade experiences used to be back in the day where it was like, we're going to make this like ridiculously hard so it takes you longer to complete. But the actual, like, how long to complete time was like 30 minutes. So, Is there just, a game called Monkey Puncher? There was an actual game called Monkey Puncher. <laughs> I wish, I, I'm pretty sure there was, but if he's actually... Full I think I've got yeah. Yeah. Um, however, I'm going to say something quite controversial here to the uh, point that most people might kill me for this, but N64 games are aged horrendously and probably should not be. Oh, released. definitely. No, like, I, I agree with you. They, Please. look, admittedly, you have to look at these games in the eyes of how they were back then. And it was bad game, back then. The, the experiences were great, but, you know, they were very early 3D games, you know, mm -hmm. like Mario 64. Mario 64 is still kind of fun to a certain degree when you're not wrestling I with don't. that an awkward-ass camera. You know, level design is pretty good in it until you realise the camera lets that down. Um, Ocarina of Time, as good of a game as it actually is, is a barren, em empty world that I don't understand why it gets as much praise as it does, and the Water Temple is absolutely horrifically bad. Um, Majora's Mask was always the better of the games out of the two, and that's not saying much, because it's still not even that great either, if I'm honest. Um, and I don't see why they're going to bring N64 games to the service if they are going to do it, because most of the great games were done by Rare, who are now owned by Microsoft, which means that they're going to have to cut a big old check to Microsoft for these ones, because without Killer Instinct Gold, um, Perfect Dark, uh, GoldenEye N64, um, this service is going to be dead on arrival, I'm afraid. Especially when we already know Perfect Dark's getting... Uh remake exactly you know you know there are some admittedly there were some good experiences on the n64 that were not made by nintendo like there was 
you know, I don't want to say which because I didn't play that many N64 games because over here, anyone who ever talks about games should be $70 or £70 now does not remember the absolute state of N64 releases being ranging from like 60 quid to 85 quid. They That's were a joke. Like, I could, like, me and my, my brother had an N64 and I had a PlayStation. PlayStation games were more reasonable, but they were still on the expensive side. But the N64 was like the Wild West of pricing. It was such <laughs> a joke. And, and hardly anyone could ever afford a game on it. And like, you know, when it was released, I'm pretty sure Goldeneye was like 80 quid. It was great. <laughs> it was crazy. So. I want Super Smash Brothers as the only game on here, but I don't really see the point in playing it when Smash Ultimate exists and it's ultimately a much better game. Yeah, it's like, it'd be fun to go back and play it again, of course. Is that is that is that way like nostalgia's weird because you like you look back and something like oh that's yeah. so cool, but it's always the thought that's better than the actual experience because you know again as you're saying with Smash Bros, you've got a far better Smash Smash Bros game out. Yeah, admittedly. What up to date? Okay, can I <laughs> can I offer a counterpoint to that? Cool. That actually my my nostalgia for Super Mario World is absolutely rightly placed because I go back and play that game every year and it's still just as fantastic as the first time I played it. Despite the fact that new Super Mario Brothers exists, it's a good game. It just doesn't quite recapture the greatness of Mario World. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. I'm saying it's, I just I just I just feel. In majority, yeah, nostalgia you never lives up to. Yeah, get like bring things back never live up to the nostalgia that people have for them. Yeah. I think that is that is a conversation that's had like many many times. Um, mm-hmm. I do feel yeah. it comes to the same conclusion. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to read the comments on this because this has generated a few comments. Obviously, sorry, Kylie. No, I have Bye. to. I do have to address these. Um, this is at the beginning of obviously what I was going to say. Get the Wicker Man ready. Pete's going in. According to Deadbeat Punk. Um, Nanapur, I only disagree because I want Mega Man Legends to be revived in some form. And no, Red Ash doesn't doesn't count. It don't exist. And rightly so because that was trash. Uh, anyway, um, Deadbeat Punk then put a, a crying face to Mega Man Legends 3. Um, Nanapur, and even then, Rare isn't the same Rare from back then. That is absolutely true. Um, Deadbeat Punk put nothing to stop them bringing N64 era games from the PlayStation or Saturn over. That is quite true. Uh, they could do that. Uh, doesn't have to be just N64. And then he put, yeah, I worked. Um, I worked a fiver a week, or say, I guess he means save a fiver a week to um, save the eighty pounds necessary for Banjo Kazooie. It was worth it. Yeah, it probably it absolutely was worth it because Vandra Kazoo is a great game, but it that's what it meant the pricing structure was all over the place, and then the GameCube came in and everything sort of became a bit more centralised, especially with Nintendo, like in terms of their pricing. So, yeah, I, I'm not overly excited about this if this is actually true. So, Kylie, you feel uh, you had some points to make? It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I know I should just let you, but I had to address the comments. Bye. No, right. it's fine. Um, All right, but... so uh, we'll move on, shall we? So, Indeed. Uh, Kieran, because I teased it at the top of the show, crack in and talk about Deathloop. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we'd be we'd be idiots not to talk about it. Really. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, if if there's one thing that is like 
caused so much buzz this week as Deathloop. I think if any if you're someone that plays games or like pays attention to what happens in games, you know Deathloop has taken so many people mm-hmm. by surprise and yeah. it's taken, you know, you know, system by storm, as in the system being PlayStation because just how many people have been getting this game. I know some I've seen some things in Twitter where people saying they've gone to get it in a actual retailer and it's just not been on the shelf. It's all no. gone. Also, the good thing about this as well is the fact that over in the UK, stock drops happened the few days in between release, meaning that more people were able to get a PS5 to actually play it as well, which was very handy. Yeah, that's really good. Um, But yeah, I think, right, I'll open this by saying, right, first of all, none of us have played it, sadly. I want to play it now. As someone that played played and loved the the Dishonored games, um, I've still yet to play Prey, but um, that's in Game Pass. I'll probably will give that a shot. Yeah. Soon. Um, I I really want to try this out. I'll do like arcane style games, or, like how the combat works and stuff. And it's out by sounds of it, this one is um as much as it's got a kind of stealth element, it still does have a kind of high action packed moments, which is uh, it's something I really want to try out. But sadly, of course, I need to wait a year till it's no longer team exclusive. Oh, of course. But um, the most surprising thing for me about this is just how well received it's been because you think about it right you think about when Deathloop was first announced and people are getting their hands on it to try out you know like journalists and whatever the people were saying it's a really good game and that's fair enough right we knew it was going to be a good game people are saying it was a good game from previews but perfect review scores like this game got 10 out of 10s 5 out of 5s like that's what surprised me and i'm always skeptical I'm I'm always skeptical when the game comes out and it's, and it's it gets perfect. I mean I mean I say it about Breath of the Wild all the time. I don't think Breath of the Wild is the perfect game everyone makes it out to be. That's that's what I've always said to you. Is I I, I always maintain that the time that I didn't particularly in, enjoy when I played it the first two times, I always maintained that I could see why people loved it, but I didn't see the reason why it got perfect scores. When I went back and actually did enjoy the experience, I called it an 8.5 because it's not a perfect game by any stretch of the imagination. There's frame rate issues. It can't be perfect if you have frame rate issues. You know. One, one thing as well about all the perfect scores for Deathloop is I've read like many reviews of the game now, um, and all of them can you say a lot of them say similar things, and one of those similar things is that for a lot of reviewers, as in the, the people writing the review, they mention in the review that. It took a while to really get them to actually get into the game. Well, surely that should be a criticism, then, shouldn't it? You, you, you know, but, but and then again, no. It depends on how long. Because at the end of the day, right? There's been games I've played where you know I've started playing it, I'm like, uh, and then like, I've ended up getting addicted to it. Yeah, yeah. It's just that. Oh yeah. Um, There's nothing so, so, wrong with a slow-burning game at all. Like, let's just make that clear. Like, I just worry about how long it's taking to get into the concept of this. For it to be yeah. enjoyable. But, uh, on the flip side, though, you have, I have seen many people commenting on the game saying that they've tried to get into it, they've completed the game, and they've gone back and tried to get into it again, and they just couldn't. Yeah. Um, um, actually, one of the comments that we've got from Nana, because I saw this on Twitter as well and thought it was funny, um, Sophia Norwitz platinumed it, and she hated it. Like, literally hated it. So, hmm. Interesting. There have been a few people out there who have been like, yeah, I find this really boring. I find it really dull. And like those voices are not exactly like being as heard as all the praise that it's getting as well. 
Well, for, for, for reference, before we keep on talking about this as well, anyone listening and anyone in chat right now, please, if you've played Deathloop, send us your thoughts, because obviously yeah. we sadly haven't played it yet, but I'd love to. I'd love to experience it myself, but let us know what you think look, of the game. Look, but anyway. Can I tell you that on the way down on to my holiday trips, uh, there was a stock drop, uh, and I uh, I had one in my basket as well as a copy of Deathloop. Opted out of getting it. Look, I don't need a PlayStation right now. I think the things look hideous anyway, like like console-wise. Like, admittedly, no console ever looks, you know, good-looking in that respect. Well, but speak for yourself. I'm, I'm is, set. Oh, shut up. Oh, my series my, my theory God, this looks great. My, 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 my little black mini-fragile-looking thing look, is... I lo- look, I like the design of most consoles. Most of them look like genuinely good pits of kit. You can't call them sexy or anything like that. It's just <laughs> but at least no. you could... At least, you, at, least, <laughs> at least the unifying thing about the PlayStation 5 is it's hideous and it's a monstrosity. I ain't got space for that thing. Oh, and the dead, Deadbeats just said, Deadbeats, so is that with reference to um, Deathloop? Just going to talk about other games in chat. So you've, you said you've played four hours of Deathloop, just for reference. Just because yeah, I played about four hours and it's uh, starting to click. I opened up the ability to carry over um, abilities and to other, to other playthroughs now. That, now. that was the thing that I was like, well, once you get that ability, that sounds like it's actually going to be fun. Then you can yeah, so that's like a new game plus kind of mechanic, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. But yeah. you know, four hours in, you get that ability between runs. They're cool. Like, great. I, I respect that. But yeah, yeah. If, if it takes four hours to get to that point, though, you're gonna have a lot of frustrated runs. Yeah. Although uh, Kaylee is very silent. Kaylee, what do you think of Deathloop? Want to talk in now? In its... Huh? I want to talk now. Well, we're letting <laughs> you carry that's, that's, on. That's, 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 <laughs> yeah. Deadbeat says that there's been nothing else this year. I beg to differ. Well, yeah. Uh, Power Wash Simulator? Thank oh, you. Jings. No, I mean, it's not even full release, for Christ's sake. Yeah. You can't count it. Seen. It's early access. <laughs> um, but Deathloop well, Kelly, Yeah, I, I will agree. There hasn't been a whole lot else this year that have been Game of the Year contenders, let's be honest. And this is probably one of the closest that we'll get apart from like Monster Hunter Rise. I mean Nana mentioned Scarlet okay. Nexus as well, you know. See, there see, are some see. very good games out I there. See, see, thing, though, right? Two months I've I've heard like conflicting things about Monster Hunter Rise, like you know I've got good reviews, but I've heard people say like once you complete it, like it's kinda of just dries up. My yeah. friend my, I know my friend that got a switch for Monster Hunter Rise. Um it's not the only thing he plays but he got a switch for it. Um he played it and he said that he completed it. He's not really played it since, and he was he he he, he played like so suddenly yeah. on, on Monster Hunter World. I want to know about Deathloop. Yeah, but he was, Kieran was just talking about something else in relation to a god yes, choice. So. I'm aware. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because Kaylee, you went to the chat. That's why, like, I jumped in because yeah. But anyway, Deathloop, Kaylee. So Deathloop, um, if you're a follower of this uh, podcast and stream, and you've seen some of our uh, reaction streams, you will know that when Deathloop debuted, oh, that was hard to say, Deathloop debuted, um, I was like totally on board, 100%. I'm still on board, I'm on board. Every time they reiterate that trailer. Yeah, but you also forget what the game is every time they put a new trailer out. So it's like a fresh approach every time. It's like I'm in Deathloop. Yeah. (laughs) um, 
So every time the trailer comes on, I'm just like, oh, this game looks cool. And then, of course, it's by Bethesda. So I'm already primed and ready. I'm already primed and ready? Yeah. Ready, ready, uh, ready. Yeah. yeah. You're, I'm ready, you're, you're, I'm ready, I'm ready. Yeah, basically, uh, Bethesda have already suckered you into that purchase. Yes, they already suckered me in. Um, But that's because I'm a Bethesda fangirl. And there you go. Lie. I won't hide it. I don't hide anything. So I no. can't wait. As uh, soon as I get a PS5, I, that'll be the first game I buy. Don't need to. Year exclusivity will come to Xbox before you get a PS5, probably. Oh, maybe not. No, probably will. Um, Nana does uh, mention also we have October and November incoming. Yeah, there's a lot of games coming then. So, yeah, stats. So I guess we need something to fill the void. And this looks like it's filled the void for some people. Not everyone, of course. I mean, me as well. Like, I'm pretty sure there's some things in October. Like, I'm pretty sure Battlefield's now coming out in October, unless that got delayed to delayed, November. Delayed to November, I believe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, other than that, Guardians is coming out in October. Guardians is October. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm also. I mean, Kenner Bridge of Spirits has come out. I mean, let's be honest here. We really haven't like seen it. a lot about Kenner since you know it went out and i've also heard that reviews are not going live until release date which is always a bit of a that's always yeah always a bit yeah yeah and they apparently have been very selective about who's got codes for it so that doesn't reek of uh, confidence to me yeah but Uh, very um, judgment as well um black for blood halo in december so yeah there's I wasn't just going to mention, you know, November and October because uh, December's got one of the biggest releases in there with Halo, but also one of th- one of the best releases from on the Switch with uh, Advance Wars One and Two Reboot Camp. Reboot. Yeah, that's a really clever title for the game. You say clever, like I know what they're doing no. with it. Just because it's clever doesn't mean it's good, mate. That's no. just that no, doesn't sound the, you it's never like played. Returnal and I never played it. You never like, played Advance Wars, so you don't know the joys that is Advance Wars. Reboot Camp is not a good. Yeah, it's the Reboot Camp thing. It's a Reboot Camp. Like, I like I it. I don't care. Not a good pun. Don't care. Right. I was excited when it got announced because I never thought that Intelligent Systems would ever even yeah. consider Advance Wars ever again now mm. the uh, Fire Emblem just kills. But anyway, right. back to. By Deathloop, Kelly, what's your thoughts on the kind of reviews for Deathloop and the reception it's been getting then? I'm a bit cynical because I've been in this business for quite a while. Um, it kind of makes me feel the same as when the movie Suicide Squad came out, which I still haven't seen. I want to see, no spoilers. Uh, and oh, everybody... the new one. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. The Yeah. Uh, and everybody went crazy about it in the reviews. Um, but they were all saying something similar. It was almost like a document had gone around saying, hey, make these points. Um, well, that's always worrying to me. Kind of... that, that's, that's the thing, though, right? That's the thing, though, right? I, I find where a lot of big games, there is a lot of that. For example, most of the Deathloop reviews I've read, and I've read quite a few, say a lot of the same things. Mm. Um, well, that's... I know one, one review I would recommend... That was quite different. Actually, really interesting. A really good read is uh, the Washington Post's review of Deathloop. It's a bit more negative, uh, yeah. a bit more balanced at least. Anyway, because it's, it's not as if it says it's a bad game. It still says that it is game of the year, but 
it gives fair criticism of the game yeah. as well. Yeah, cheers for uh, sharing the link on that one, by the way. Yeah, I'll, I'll need to send you that link, Pete, right now. Right? Yeah. It's not, not going to help much, not for research purposes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you're looking for a really interesting review of Deathloop that kind of takes on both sides and actually has a really interesting take, a look at the game as well, um, the Washington Post, uh, and i am give the link to Pete to give you guys a link as well. Mm. Yeah, that's fine. So, uh, just to clarify, Nana, yes, we were talking about Kenna for the uh, the review codes. He says, um, uh, I don't know if you guys were talking about uh, Kenna with reviews not going live, but I actually applied for a code and didn't get one. They said they got far too many requests. That's a PR speak for we're, we're only giving out certain people codes, I'm afraid. So, uh, yeah, it's not... I, I, would, I would like to say that it's not about, you know reading that response and going yeah they definitely had too many responses no they're being very selective about who they're allowing to review it so that's always a worry for me especially when especially like you said with Deathloop as well um, you have a review embargo like documents that are aggressive like that I mean uh, Doom Eternals we've harkened back on this quite a few times how extensive that strict it was but it was like it was reasonable because most of it was a story-based game you could get that but like if they're sort of saying you can't mention things about this mechanic or this thing and it's like but mechanics are baked deep into the game and how you play it it's kind of hard to scoot around that yeah we are reviewers we know that we are reviewers after all so yes, um, but, I think that's going to uh, cover most of death, yeah, don't you think? Well, Unless we'll you see, have some final closing thoughts. I say closing thoughts, but I think that's the thing. There's a, I think there's like a lot to bring with this. Plus, you had a, you actually put a story in about Deathloop and yeah, I, I did. Yeah, so, so we. I, 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 I thought you were going to bring it up as well, but I was going to say. I want to. Um, I could, like, what we're we doing here? Sort of, uh, I go no, with... you, you, yeah, you go for it. I'm, I was agreeing with you that I do want to talk about. Yeah, I, I want to talk about it. I couldn't remember whether or not we mentioned anything to it. But it's okay. yes. um... So, there is one thing I keep seeing about Deathloop in the reviews that I really want to bring up. Um, if I can find a quote for it. Mm. Uh, Shall I leave you to do that and then I can bring up the story that was actually associated yeah, with it? Up, so... I had it up. Obviously, we've spoken about Deathloop being released this week. However, um, the PC version was being review-bombed on uh, Metacritic because of issues with performance and de nouveau's um, anti-piracy or anti-cheat software that was implemented on there. We all know that, um, or in case you don't know, um, de nouveau is a hot-button issue for a lot of people on PC because it genuinely affects performance and it, it... it requires basically single player games to be DRM'd in that respect because of it has to online check in to make sure that you're playing a legitimate copy of the game. Which, I mean, if it affects performance, why the heck are you keeping it in your game, to be honest? But um, I think there was a lot of mis, uh, misreading of the situation because I originally thought as well that this was um, uh, Xbox fans review bombing the game because it was on PlayStation and some outlets did actually claim that to be the case but no it doesn't appear to be the case on the Metacritic for the PS5 version it's just basically PC one so Kylie as a PC player yourself can you give us some thoughts on this uh I'm definitely not going to get it until um you know all that's worked out uh because there were people saying that it is unplayable 
completely unplayable uh, when you get to a certain part. Um, and I just don't like that. <laughs> Not a good return on investment for me. Um, speaking of which, apparently it's really easy to get Steam returns. Never had to return. Right, Steam refunds, Steam. Refunds. Thank you. I mean, some people yeah. played the game for less than two hours. Yeah, so the, the, the policy, I think Xbox has the same policy now where it's like, you can only have played the game for two hours. Um, literally nothing over that. Um, and uh, even if you've not played the game, like, you can't return that after 14 days, which is a bit generous when you think about it, but if you buy a game, you're going to play it. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, but I've, I've done it sometimes. See, during the Steam sale, right, I'll be honest, right, there's been Steam sales where like I've picked up games I've played, <laughs> I've played like an hour and a half of it mm. to get a feel for it, and I've like refunded it yeah. just because I'm not sure about it. Um, I feel bad about it. I feel that's one of my many sins. Uh, for example, I got um, Divinity Two because uh, I thought I really liked Divinity Two, and I played the first half hour, hour and a half, sorry, because um, obviously I wanted to just get a feel of it, and I just wasn't sure, and I just refunded it. I'm still tempted to get it again and just like keep it because it was. It's that way. I think I feel it's one of those ones that it takes a while for me again to. Um, yeah, but yeah, uh, I think having Steam's refund policy like that they do, uh, Microsoft even has that policy as well on certain games, I believe. Yeah, uh, I, th- I, th- I think the loosest or the most loose um, Steam's refund policies I've ever been was with No Man's Sky. Um, I don't know if you remember, but um, obviously, I bought No Man's Sky when it first came out. I played 100 hours of No Man's Sky when it first came out. Take that as you will. How did you um, manage 100 hours of that game when it first launched? Jesus. Don't ask me. It would, it would crash, it would crash time. it on times when I'd <laughs> actually play it as well. So I don't know how I managed to get so many levels. But um, yeah, basically, people like had played like 80, 80 to 90 odd hours of the game. Right, roughly. That was an estimate. I'm saying that because it was those people that got refunds, believe it or not. Yeah. Because the game was in such a state, like, basically, Steam loosened its refund policy for No Man's Sky and that was like the most that that was like so we say you there was a bunch of people that had played 112 hours on and I think 120 hours was the highest ever saw someone get a refund mm. yeah and, that, oh, I think that was a special crazy. circumstances really in that situation. well yeah it was because it was because of the state the game was in yeah yeah, it's the same with Cyberpunk, you, you, obviously, on Xbox like, and P- uh, PS4. Oh, like, yeah. The fact that they had to get delist... Oh, sorry, on PS4 only, it was delisted. Yeah, And I, I do remember, I'll be honest, I do remember trying to get my refund on Sky. I didn't, but honestly, see, now I'm glad I didn't, because No Man's Sky is great now. Yeah, that's um, what a lot of people have been saying with the new updates that's, that's been coming from. Yeah, it's great. Plus, it's co-ops, there's something else. Oh, that's cool. But uh, Kylie, you feel like you have something to say? Yeah, I just wanted to say thank you, Jonathan. Uh, you've subscribed again. I know, I did it in the uh, chat as well, but, you know, thank you for oh, shouting. Right, okay. Um, yes, I had to disable alerts, and I do apologize for that. Yeah, that's, thank you that's fine. Much. So, I'll go, shall I go on to the chat, Weary, about this? Because, yeah, there's um, Deadbeat Punk. You are correct in thinking that it killed Resi 8's frame rate with Denuvo. So, uh, yeah. Um, Nana's put, I've always kept Steam games that I've bought, I wouldn't refund a physical game, so why would I do it with a digital one? I can understand that, like, um, the only time I've refunded the digital game is when it doesn't work on my PC. Uh, Street Fighter Five being the main offender. Yeah, so, uh, I also had it with Terraria, because for some reason Terraria wouldn't run on my computer either. 
Oh, wow. Now that's a surprise. Uh, yeah, but at this point, I'd already had the Switch version and the uh, and yeah. the PS4 version. I was like, I don't uh, need another copy of it, you know? Yeah. So um, it literally yeah. would not load. So it was just like, I can't even, if I can't even open the game, then I'm just going to refund it. Um, one thing, maybe if I, if I can go back to Deathlooks, if I found the point I was going to make. Yes. Um, one other review I highly recommend, I'll give Peter a link to this one as well, is sure. GQ Magazine's review of Deathloop. Oh, right, yes. Um, Unusual place to review games. It is, but, like, I mean, think about it, Peter, it just shows how, like, important games are becoming, that so many different media outlets are covering games now. Yeah. Um, I'm seeing, I'm sure the Washington Post has their actual own separate gaming division, yeah, which... Yeah, I, I know they do, yeah. Game is, what is it called again? I had it there a second yeah. ago. Launcher, that's it. Called Launcher. Um, but... Basically, GQ, there's one, there's a few lines in GQ's review that really stood out to me about Deathloop because I just think it's a really interesting point to make about games and it's something you don't really think about mm. nowadays. Um, so it says, in GQ's review, um, let it pull you along on a surprisingly linear adventure and you'll be rewarded with an, intent, an intentive, inventive power fantasy. It has zero morality, which makes it an even leaner game that's clearly focused on encouraging aggressive play. It's a proper video game. Unlike Dishonored 2, in which you inhabit a gorgeous, fully fleshed out world you just happen to be playing a video game within, Deathloop always feels like it's designed in service of being a playable thing. Okay, I can... That is still an incredible line. That yeah, I play... can get that. But that's a really interesting concept that a big part of what... And I've seen other reviewers say similar, Deathloop feels like it's been made first and foremost as a video game. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not something again. I don't. I think you really think about because yeah, there's yeah. games now that focus a lot on the world, mm-hmm. the setting and stuff, mm-hmm. and building that up. Sure. And, it, and you know, as much as Deathloop does have its story and its characters, um, you know, I think the big thing that reviewers keep saying is why it's so enjoyable is because first and foremost, it's a video game, and it yeah. won't do you feel like you're playing a video game. True. Um, right. And yeah, I, I just thought it was an interesting point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go back to the chat because there was a couple of others that I missed out as well. Sorry about that. Um, so Brent has put that. Um, I guess he's talking about No Man's Sky. It says um, that game that sparked the debate, a sub two hour game. I bought it without playing just to support the dev. Fair enough. You know, Hello Games are a small studio, so I can understand why people bought it. And look, the investment seems to have worked out well for you because the game is now apparently incredible. So brilliant. Um, now I put. I know I keep bringing this up on Twitter, but as good as Final Fantasy XV is said to be, I wish it didn't start. It didn't happen because it started this whole "we can patch the game to make it good later." It's so annoying when that happens. Uh, just uh, just shows how um, that just shows how games are going through the Hollywood direction, uh, which scares me. I agree. You know, well, it is more profitable than Hollywood has been for quite a few years at this point now so I do see a lot of correlation that it could be going that way and I worry about it too yep. so we have one final story Kylie oh, sorry no. go ahead go ahead but I want to go back to uh, Kieran's point about uh, like Deathloop being um, pure video game as opposed to like mm-hmm. let's say Red Dead Redemption 2 Sorry. Of course. Uh, where everything is, like you were saying, it's fully fleshed out and it's, you know, and you do, you get lost in it. You get kind of like uh, immersed. That's the word. Mm. 
Whereas sometimes like, um, oh, what's that game where everything is like in red and you're shooting people? Super hot, no? Uh, yeah, super hot. Isn't that the one? No, you mean um, BPM, bullets per minute. No, but BPM's a good one too. Okay. But I'm thinking super hot's the one I'm thinking uh, so, of. Uh, so super hot VR and stuff. Yeah, it could yeah, be. Super hot is the red people, but like, every time you stop moving, everything else stops moving. Yeah, so, okay, yeah. I... Yeah. Is that the it came to Game Pass this month. Something yes. came to Game Pass. Okay, then Super that's it. Super hot as on Game Pass, not that much. That was yeah. on Game. Then that is the one I'm thinking. Yeah, of. Yeah, I forgot that I was so had a similar thing. So. Yeah. So those games are very, um, uh, like, you're not getting them. They're fun. Does that make sense? They're video gamey. Yeah, they're video games, and so I really like uh, specifically the the GQ. G can't talk. The GQ article, uh, you know, bringing it back down to the basics, which mm. is sometimes games are just games and they're just yeah. for fun. They don't have to be immersive and expansive. And um, I'm very excited about that. Mm. Yes, I agree. Good closing point on that one. So we're going to move on to the final news story of this week. I really like that point. Yeah, uh, I think it's a good point, actually. You know, the GQ raised surprisingly, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I, I admit, I haven't read any of their stuff for a long time. They used to be alright, but I, I don't know. Well, I think to have larger uh, discussion of what game is just a fun... Yeah, I agree. But anyway, speaking of games that may not be quite so fun, it's Grand Turismo 7. <laughs> not saying that because it's like a racing sim and I'm not a fan of them, but this is because... Gran Turismo 7 requires an internet connection even for single player. Uh, Polyphony President has stated that it's to stop cheating and save file manipulation for a single player game. I was going to say, how can you cheat yeah. in a single player yeah. game? And if so, what, how are you impacting it other than your own experience, really? Exactly. That was the point I tried to make on Twitter and people, some people, I'm not going to say who, uh, were, were very much like, mm, yeah, but this is, you know, but this is what they're saying. I was like, yeah, but we don't take people at face value on most occasions. Why should we on this one? You know? Ooh, yeah, I think, I think whenever there's online elements in a single player game, right, there's, al there's always, like, it varies to the extent, right? So I'm trying to think. Shadow of, uh, Shadow of War is the one that's come to my head right now because obviously Shadow of War was controversial because I'm pretty sure you had to be online at least to access certain parts, which by certain parts of I me mean, make transactions. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously, you know, a bit, a bit understandable to try and prevent cheating in that because yeah. then you'd be basically cheating completely out of potential financial gain. But like in Gran Turismo 7, like, like see, I, I just say, like, see, see if you're for a game, first of all, why on earth would you want to cheat in a single player game? I mean, this. I mean, this isn't the PS2 days where like cheats were like fun little things you could actually oh, use yeah. in the game, you know. But this is the point. That <laughs> I, that, that, but that was the point that I raised. It's like it's a single player game. If you want to cheat in it, you aren't affecting anyone else in it but yourself. And the GTA games were like you would increase, you'd have weapons and stupid vehicles yeah. just to just to make the sandbox yeah, like and the toy box more full up. Yeah, sensory stuff cheats as well. Remember yeah. that? Yeah, you could unlock cheats. Yeah, yes. I mean, games have had cheats for years, obviously for testing purposes in the development. And, and obviously, probably, and obviously, they're talking more about the fact that people can, you know, actually tamper with the game to cheat and yeah, stuff. Which 
again, why go to such hassle in a single player game for that anyway? But more so, if they're so worried about cheating, why? It's not as if that is affecting anyone else's game, it's affecting yeah. that individual's own game. Oh, of course, but... Um, I just, it's confusing. Yeah, the other point that I was raising on this one is that give it give it time, and obviously we see that ra- uh, licensed racing games have a short shelf life anyway because of um, licensing reasons with music and cars, that especially when that license mm-hmm. runs out, like there, there usually still is a physical game out there that you can play. In this situation, when Sony decides to shut the servers down in many years to come, there won't be a single player game to even play, so it means your disc is completely worthless, or your digital purchase is completely worthless. You can't even go back and access anything to do with the game, which is, it's not good for game preservation. Like, and we had we had this debate a few weeks, maybe a month or so ago about game preservation. Yeah, and this is this is the scary future that we're coming to, and I have to. I'm afraid to say I have to call up Microsoft on this one as well. Because I know this is a Sony game, but Microsoft's DRM policies on the Xbox are awful too. They shouldn't have them implemented at all. You shouldn't have to check in with an internet connection to play a game. Mm-hmm. Why do yeah. it? I don't I understand it at all. Just thing, like, this is this as well. Like, um, there's a long, long. I think it's like at very. I think at the very most a year, I had my 360 and I didn't have Xbox Live. Mm. Oh yeah, um, yeah. And obviously back then I could still play like my Halo 3 or mm-hmm. still play my single mm-hmm. player. Yep. But that's quite scary me thinking about that now. Like if I was like the age I was back then yeah. now yeah. and I couldn't play Xbox Live or anything, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, oh, uh, it's a scary future that we're living where, you know, everything is going to be locked behind an internet connection eventually. And I just... But as, as opposed to... Doesn't sit going, right with me, to be honest. Yeah, going beyond games, though, there's there's a lot of talks that certain companies are now going to be providing Wi-Fi to certain households and stuff as well. I'm pretty sure that's you know that doesn't be going out say gaming, but I know in the UK there's one I can't remember who it was, but some internet provider yeah will be giving out Wi-Fi to certain yeah. households. Um, I, I really do. Yeah, can I raise um can I raise a quote that was once said during a previous generation of consoles? that caused a lot of fervour online with a lot of fans, especially Xbox fans, to the point where Don Matrick once said that if you don't have an internet connection, buy a 360. Oh, yeah, I remember that. That was crap. I was so angry back then um, when they dropped the X-Bone and the PS4 uh, and they were yeah. supposed to be always on. I was just raging. Yeah, and then PlayStation decided to That's take that intense. back a little bit as well. But but then they've now implemented a bit more with the PS5, which is kind of ridiculous. Yeah. So, right. um, it's not quite to the same level of degree that Microsoft has it, because you can still set the console up without an internet connection on yeah. the PlayStation 5. But that well, was uh, always the thing that annoyed me. When I bought the Xbox One X and, I, and they were like, Oh look, you can use your smartphone to set this up. That's a cool, cool way to set it up. But that's worrying because now it means I need an internet connection to even link the two. Bad idea. Kylie, you quite, yeah, you, you you cut out yeah, slightly before the beginning. Okay. Jane, so. uh, I just want to throw out a very very quick thought. Um, mm-hmm. You two probably won't have any idea what I'm talking about, and I hope someone in chat does. I might do. But- 
I was very excited. They announced that uh, they are doing a, um, a remake of Twisted Metal. I'm very happy about this. Twisted Metal Black was when? like, uh, what do you mean when? I thought there was a TV show coming, not an actual game. They, well, there may be a TV show. I don't know, but they no, announced there is the an official TV show that has been announced. That's awesome, but yeah. I I care more about the game. Uh, like uh, my like whole adolescence or whatever it was just Twisted Metal Black and that soundtrack and just playing it over and over and over. Uh, so I'm very 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 excited that that's coming down the line because I never thought they'd reboot it. I never thought they would. Um, but oh. yeah. Kylie, you've done it again. It's, a, it's solely a rumor again. You did this yesterday. We're like, N64 games are coming. And I went, this bloody rumor. Well, I'm excited still. Yeah, um, I know. Because... It's one image that's not necessarily exactly twisted metal. It looks it, but you've, you, you've basically confirmed a rumor again <laughs> it's even a rumor and no one's ever talked about it in like the last 10 years makes me very happy because that's how some of these games get released as they start as rumors i know i know i know but until then there is oh, a, we, 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 you were touting that as an official confirmation and i went no it's I saw not it on twitter i said i saw it on we, twitter i mean can you forget you know here on the rapid reviews uh, radio podcast we deal in truth and facts not deception and lies no we, we comment on rumor not as official statements exactly. so my we comment should... on this rumor is i can't wait for yeah, it but to you, get out yes fine but you touted it as being an official like it's I... officially announced twitter i said never, I thought never trust twitter that's the problem <laughs> See, you, you, the you, Google you, you, search literally proves that that was the case. Yeah, you, 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 nearly fooled, you nearly fooled poor Nana here. Nana went, oh, yeah, really? Exactly. That's information. We can't give misinformation. It makes us no better than Polygon. Terrible. I comment on the rumour is that I can't wait for this game to come but out. But it might not even be true. I will make it happen. Okay, then. But I'm going back to the chat. <laughs> Uh, coming back to GT7, microtransaction protection was Deadbeat Punk's original comment, which Kylie originally went, I believe she nodded at, at the time. Yeah. May uh, also be because of I mentioned the uh, Shadow of War microtransactions as well. That's also true. Yeah. Uh, good point. Uh, Brent put good point. I still play Forza Motorsport 2 every so often. By the way, Forza has built in anti-cheat for lap times. No internet required. See, so can be done. So this feels like another PR statement because they got a lot of backlash about it. It was like, oh, it's for, it's for anti-cheating reasons. It's like, no, it's not. No, it's not. This is just crap. Um, uh, Debbie Punk then put the dark X-Bone days. Uh, get that connect flushed. Uh, it's already been mentioned that obviously Nana put, oh, really? I would love to see that. I can't believe you fooled our poor audience like that, Kylie. Unbelievable. Uh, Jonathan has posted a link saying against Chronicle. Twisted Metal Director says, I'd be very hurt if a reveal rumor is true. Look at that, Kelly. That's from the, but that's from the original creator who might not even be involved in the new project. Oh, and you do know who yeah. that is, don't you? No. David Jaffe. What's the, he do? David Jaffe made Twisted Metal, and he was also the original director on the original three God of War games. Oh, right. Which, he, which a couple of weeks ago, we, you were like, 
hold on, isn't that Corey Barlog? And I said, no, it's not. It was, and I couldn't remember the name, but it's David Jaffe. I I presented you an opportunity to share your knowledge with the world. I'm awesome. No, you you, you (laughs) accidentally tried to tout of another rumour. Accidents or coincidence? Peek behind the curtain, Kylie did this last night during our Destiny session when we were talking about stories to talk about. She went, did you know that Switch games, like Nintendo 64 games are coming to the Switch? And I went, I thought that was a rumour. And she went, no, it's true. And then I looked at that and it was like, every every, every article was like, rumour, 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 rumour. I said it might be. No, you didn't. You said it is. You I don't usually talk in absolutes. I'm not an absolute person. You did. <laughs> you did just no, talk about There you go. Karen is proof. The stream oh. is proof that you, uh, you just did. You just spoke in an absolute. <laughs> you said Trusted Metal is absolutely getting a remake. I did. I did. You did. You <laughs> did. Oh, devil. And, devil. And, I, and I said, I thought that was just the TV show that was oh. absolute. Say absolutely. I said, I saw on Twitter the Twisted Metal Fine, my, my, I, fine. Uh. my words were, I thought that the Twisted Metal TV series was the only thing confirmed. Thank you. <laughs> Tapes. As, as, as a journalist, Kaylee, you should really be doing your research instead of trusting oh. Twitter. Uh, Kieran, I think you've noticed one thing, right? This is why I put the news stories together, not Kylie. Because all we'd have is stories about Halo, Bethesda games, and rumours that are apparently true. And provide some comic relief. You do. Anyway, do you want to close us out? (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to do your job as brilliant? It's time already! Yeah, we've got all the stories. Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah, you always oh, complain right. there's no document in front of you. There's a document in front of you today and you haven't used it. Um, so... <laughs> I told you I wanted to cause some trouble in this bubble. Um, and you did. So, I'll just read the last couple of things. So, uh, Jonathan put, uh, I make a Twisted Metal... Uh, uh, I make a Twisted Metal reboot every time I get on the highway in my blue TARDIS van. Okay. Um, oh, Jesus Christ. Sorry, my screen is screwed, so I have to turn my phone to actually look at the comments sometimes. Uh, I mean, if I... Uh, Nanapert, I mean, if I if I did, it would be an all... It'd be all anime games. Uh, no surprises at all. I don't know. I can't remember. can't remember. Uh, Jonathan Pert, ah, oh, I just got here and got internets. I apologise, Jonathan. We can't help your internet connection problems. Here we go. <laughs> but there that's is a, a that's, that's, that's a you thing. I'm afraid. That's a you problem. Yeah, but there is a VOD available for you to go and check out after this is done. And there will be the audio version. And the audio version day. tomorrow morning. And yeah, there you go. So, you're welcome. Uh, the news document thing, uh, Nana said. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess if he did it, it would all be anime games, which is true. Oh. I want to thank our wonderful chat and our beautiful audio list for joining us this week. Um, we love it when you join us every week. You could choose to spend time with anyone. And the fact that you spend time with us means the world. Definitely to me. Um, Jonathan says, will there be other fake rumors for me to listen to from Kylie? 
or just that one. I'm sure. I'm sure I've got some out there. That's a couple. Uh, I like to throw things out there to keep it spicy. Um, anyway, thank you again, everyone, uh, and for joining us on this news episode. Uh, but this part of our story where we tell people where they can find us. Where can they find you? Who? It said Pete. It cut out. Yeah. Pete. Thank you. <laughs> You can find me on Twitter at Pete Beckett one. Pete, it's spelled P E C K E W T and the number one. I mostly tweet some pretty outrageous comments and uh, hi, uh, very strong opinions about video games and other stuff too. Uh, you can also check the out on uh, the other podcast called The Never Watchers, uh, where we cover the MCU got a new episode coming soon so be on the lookout this week for um our, our deep dive into four ragnarok they uh, find you what are you talking to me yeah i got that one even though it cut out karen where can they find you okay as always you can find me on twitter at the mcginn T-H-E-E-M-C-G-I-N-N <laughs> There you can then you can uh, on that find in my bio uh, link to Rapid Reviews UK's Twitter where I often reviews also do this um, and also my own personal blog pausplayreview.com um, and also I'd like to also say that you, you may not hear from me for a while this will be my last podcast episode as an official co-host for a good, a good, a good while, I think I want to say the one episode I can guarantee I'll be back is a hundred, because again I've I've been trying to plan something for you guys for a hundred, um, but with yeah a certain thing that I'll mention after the show, I could get very unlucky with timing of it, and depending on okay. which week it is, which Sunday it is, like um, I might not, but if not, I've got a backup plan. We'll work uh, one out afterwards. We yeah. can talk about it, but, we um, hadn't, but yeah. yeah, we hadn't mentioned anything about this at at the time because we wanted you to obviously sign off to the audience so you can yes. you, ca- you carry on, my good sir. Yeah. I've got because it's been it's been lovely me being here, and again I will be on probably not as a fish goes. I I, I think I I can't miss being on as a guest because I remember my first ever episodes on my first ever appearance on this show was uh, the the round table. Yeah, this is before we even started streaming. This was the the round table for the um, last year's. Bethesda. Well, no, it wasn't even last year's. I was like, what was it again? It was the some Bethesda like, acquisition. I'm sure. Bethesda acquisition. That was a yeah. I came on and I remember being like sitting there, like not really knowing him. like, and I, I, every time I think about it, I'm thinking I never really said much. <laughs> no, you were very nervous, and oh, uh, yes. and you were look at, but look at how far you've come, like in all the in the weeks think, that you've been doing this with us. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was just more that I just wanted to make sure I knew what I was talking about. Certain things I didn't feel like I was, but anyway, anyway. But yes, no, it's been it's been lovely being on and being and being a third co-host for the for the time I have been. Uh, the Friday show has been good as well. But again, this is this isn't like me officially leaving again. I'm I'll probably be on as a guest uh, sometimes if I've got the time. It's purely because I'm going back to uni. It's my final year. I'll make sure I give everything to my final year and get yeah. my degree done in to a good standard as well yeah um but again you, you will you will you'll hear my lovely voice and depending you might even see my lovely face yeah you know yeah you never know. and i might come back with a beard you know if i'm lucky 
Yeah, you might but, literally come back as Kratos with a beard and shouting, boy. You yeah, get a big, big, red, big, big, big red mark down, down my ear. Yeah. Um, oh, that'd be the dream, wouldn't it? <laughs> e- e- even even, even Grofian, inches would be the same height. Ah, but anyway, fantasies aside, yeah, so this will be my last one for a while. I'll try and be back for 100. 100 <laughs> is the one I, I should be back for. Uh, I could be back before that, but I'm not expecting to. Be. Okay. Um, but... but yeah, if you again, if you're looking to find my stuff again, Twitter at the McGinn. Uh, yeah. I'll be on Rapid Reviews Discord as well. If you somehow find your way there. Yeah. And yeah. But yeah. Kayla, where can I find you? Yeah. That's not an answer. That is not an answer. <laughs> you can find me pouting over on Twitter. At K I L E Y T E H G R E E T. Oh my gosh! I just blanked out on my own thing. Brilliant. My brain, my brain was yeah. elsewhere. So I'm processing things. I, I, uh, I know. I'm just going to take this moment, Kylie, just to say. Obviously, we knew that this was temporary. We knew what was going on um, with it. We knew everything. Sounds like we're taking Kieran up to a farm upstate. No, we, we knew that he was going back to uni and his time would be more stretched. So we knew what the I know. was. But we were dis- disappointed, obviously. But I can, be, I can no, be upset about it. I, I'm upset about it too. <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean you know, Pete's the only one here crying. I mean, I mean we're disappointed that obviously <laughs> this is the case, but we, we relish the moments that we had, you know, you being on, and we really appreciate the hard work that you put in. And we hope that obviously we have helped you in some way to get some more experience on the podcasting front. Yeah. So, yes, and we'll so gladly have you back at any time. You're a firm favourite with the fans because there are some nice messages coming in. Uh, Thank you very much for having me on. So um, it started out uh, with Kieran, uh, sorry, Deadbeat Punk saying, Kieran in Hedges. Uh, you can find him there, apparently. Um, from Tate Team. Jonathan, uh, Jonathan's put something about me. Said Pete can be found lurking in the woods around his house from time to time. Kieran be found uh, trying various ice cream desserts around his town. Kylie can be found in the rumor bin of Twitter and also beating up people in dark parks or at an underground fighting ring. Um, he then put our oh, Kieran sadness. There's always the RRUK twenty twenty two calendar show. <laughs> We'll see about that um, one. Deadbeat Punk has put best of luck with everything, Kieran. Look after those sweet cheeks. Kieran meets Shovel. Brilliant. Yeah, 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 yeah. It does sound like I'm dying, and it is because, if I'm being perfectly honest, I'm dead, dying after this show. Pete and Kelly are quite literally sacrificing me to some eldritch god. Yeah, yeah. we did. Uh, hey, Peter. Jonathan Pert, I hope he goes to the same farm as my Dalmatian Snoopy. They will be great friends. Man, that took a dark turn quickly. <laughs> <laughs> and Nana's just put best of luck here, and as the last comment. So, Kylie, do you want to just finish this? Uh, finish this off. And yes. I don't mean Kieran. Get us over with. Kill me now. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> we think. Yeah. Quick, grab the shotgun. Thank you. I have been watching far too much Walking Dead, I'm afraid. (laughs) At this very special episode, as the demise (laughs) of 
Riley. We did. We did this for long enough, just the two of us. Before we could do it again, okay? I believe. I believe in us. You forget I'm an interloper. This is your beat show. Kieran was just the temp. I'm. 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 I'm the. I'm. 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 I'm the. I'm the passion traveler. I'm. I'm the wanderer. He was the work experience guy. I'm the gambler. I'm the gambler who was. Uh, Brent's just put, we will miss you, Kieran. Don't care. <laughs> I, I, I know when to hold him and know when to fold him. I know when to walk away and when to run. Um, and much like the gambler, I will probably die in a train. Good stuff. That's great. Excellent. Yes, but that is unless Nana. he does go after Thank the show. You. Yeah, you uh, hit the nail on the head there. We don't do well changing. <laughs> I, I know that as well. I'm just teasing. You know, oh my uh, gosh, Deadbeat, stop! Kieran uh, <laughs> was the son that couldn't fix the marriage. <laughs> oh dear. It's, oh. Tricky. it's kind of true. It's kind of true. No, it's not! It really is! No! <laughs> not at all! Um, Have you not heard the song by Blink182, Stay Together for the Kids? I'm not! <laughs> I'm brain not work. Forgot saying. Close things. the show. Then. Yes. Right. That was it. Um. <laughs> oh. Hey, come on. Stop reading. The, stop reading that and just finish this. Just Thank you so much for joining us. And we will talk to you. Well, Pete and I will talk to you. And see you next week. Bye. Bye bye. Thanks for listening. Please check us out on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please follow us on social media at Rapid Reviews UK, or the podcast-specific Twitter at RRRadioPod. Please follow us on Twitch at Rapid Reviews. The music is made by Johnny Atma. Please check out Gametal on YouTube. And for everything else, please visit www.rapidreviewsuk for all the latest reviews. 